This is another episode of the App Guy Podcast Mastermind, and uh, with Heath Armstrong, Paul Kemp, talking about life, the universe, and everything. World domination. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, how's your week been, uh, or your two weeks? Uh, you, any victories to celebrate? Well, quite a sh- few, I'm sure. I I actually had sur- I had to go up to Columbus over the weekend because my grandmother fell and broke her hip, but she's doing well she's recovered and is walking already given the fact that she's 92 that's pretty impressive and then wow on monday i had to get surgery done on my hand because i had to get a plate taken out that i had put in last year when i broke it and so i was kind of out of commission for a few days but i'm doing pretty pretty well man how about you oh my, my life's boring compared to that Heath. you sound like you've got a lot going on uh actually uh i had to go to a funeral my uh, granddad passed away and uh, he uh, was 94. In fact, he, his, he didn't quite make it to 94. Uh, but what a great life. And it made me think a lot about life because, I mean, it's the perfect way to end. He died in his sleep. He was taken to hospital, maybe lasted a, a couple of weeks at hospital. But you know, he was, uh, I had a lovely moment with him before he passed away. And we were just going through a lot of photos, old memories and and then his funeral uh, was uh, just a, it was just packed out i uh, had to like t- i think i did a poem but it it was just a lovely uh, life that he had full lived and he deteriorated quite rapidly in the end uh, and then literally on his deathbed uh, he started to visualize his wife who died my nan who died um, 8 9 years earlier and his mum and uh, he was convinced they were there. So, and then he passed How away in his sleep. Was that? Yeah. So it made me think a lot about the end game and what people will end up saying about you in your funeral. And, you know, almost like it's, it's kind of like the time is ticking. Life is, t- is moving on and, and it's going to happen to all of us at some point. So, what life what do we awesome want to live? 94 years. I mean, you know, my grandmother's 92 and she's. Yeah, it's it's incredible. What a that's a long time to live, man. How to celebrate that, right? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, it's a long life, isn't it? And uh, he he almost like uh, so since he retired, he run his own business actually, Heath. And and when he retired, he uh, had supported himself for twenty six years, and he's also left a, a reasonable amount of. Um, you know, investment to his two children, my mum and my uncle. So uh, a really good legacy and uh, yeah, full life. So uh, it made me think a lot about the future and, uh, and and how it's important to just do stuff in this world and make an imp- have an impact and have an impact on other people. And uh, yeah, so that's why. How precious life really is, man. Yeah, we go about our day-to-day life and we never think about death do we at all really uh, or getting old or uh, we think we've got a limited um, uh, unlimited amount of time on this planet and it's um, only those events where you start to really think oh you know it's we've got to do stuff we've got to hurry up and get stuff done <laughs> yeah and at the same time slow down and enjoy everything while you have it too right ah that's a good point yeah actually yeah and kids do that, Heath. Kids make me think about the moment and the present and live in the present. So 
yeah, they uh, they have a way of doing that for you. Uh, it's awesome. been. Well, uh, I mean, is that I'm honestly I'm on fire. I lo- I'm loving what I'm doing. I'm, I, I've just come off a call. Uh, we're chatting away, and uh, the, the, he knows some people that I know. We're just I feel really connected, and uh, <laughs> it's like you know these moments where I was str- struggling to get back into the hot seat uh, after my holiday, and uh, now I'm so glad. Like I'm fully pumped up again, fist pumping as you say, and. Uh, you know, learning a load of stuff on the way. So I've got some really good things oh, to share with you if uh, if Incredible. it helps. I'm, I'm doing some, yeah, it's been wild, man. Since last time I talked, we kind of had a short chat, but it's it's been up and down and all around. I, I This is funny, Paul. Like I, I just kept, I got myself away from the app projects for a little bit because I sort of, I don't know if it was just because of my, the talks I had with my coach and things that I shouldn't be focusing on and stuff like that. But I just kept coming back around to them. And it's funny how things work. Cause I, I got a call from and anybody out there listening, who's interested in this, definitely get in touch with me, but I got a call from one of my buddies in Hawaii and he's like insanely well connected as far as the, investors would go i would say like he, he runs a couple restaurants down there and his boss is actually like somehow tied into being the manager of people like johnny depp and alice cooper right and i mean he was telling me how anthony bourdain was about to eat at his restaurant last night when i was talking to him on the phone and he was stressing out because he was trying to get things ready and he and he's got this idea for an app, and just happens to be involved with the music industry because a lot of those people are in the music industry. And he's really, he doesn't really know the steps to go about doing it. And I explained to him the process, and it can be, you know, for the whole I want to get viral type of mindset, it's kind of hard to to make that a reality. But I told him, I mean, obviously, if you have investments, it makes it a hell of a lot easier to get there. <laughs> And he's looking for, he literally called me last night and said he was going to upgrade his house to like a seven-bedroom house. And he was going to, because he didn't have an insane amount of money to pay somebody to come down there and develop it, he's looking for, uh, you know, a couple coders or maybe one to literally move down to Hawaii, live on spot with him in this house, you know, where you got the pool and the beach. And he's a scuba diver instructor as well. Pay him a certain amount, but literally give most of the packages in you know, I will pay for you to live down here in this amazing area if you work on this app with me. So I've been kind of like just helping him with the whole get up design part of it. How could you not move? Process. Well, I could move, but I don't know how to code. Yeah, don't worry. Just tell him you do and you'll figure it out. <laughs> Seriously. This, this, I mean, I, you can start coding in 30 days. I, you could do this. How, well, got- how exciting is that? I've got take a, your girlfriend. Take. I guess you'd have to take. Could you take your dog? I'm not sure, but now I've got three dogs. I've got quite a few. I've got a mortgage and three dogs, and I've, well, you can I'm, leave your mortgage behind. I mean, you don't need to take that with you. <laughs> well, I know I have a plan in place. If I ever do leave, I can rent the house out. But I'm trying to pay off my. I've got a good plan this year going, Paul, where I'm going to pay off all my debt by the end of the year, and then I'll be able to make more rational decisions based on, or should I say irrational decisions based on location independence and things like that. But 
he's going to let, I mean, basically I'm going to be the person who gets to, to run through the designs and, and the whole flow of this project. Is he going to pay you for that? He's also going to, he said, I mean, if it goes, I mean, he said he's got the money, man. Like, well, I, because, so. I mean, I just know from experience, I, I remember dealing with um, one of my previous co-founders and, uh, he got totally screwed by a guy who had a lot of money and he was doing some projects for Jimmy Wales, the co-founder of uh, Wikipedia. And it, the guy seemed really switched on and then he, he did this two months of work and just could not get money out of the guy. And it went sour <laughs> and uh, he, he he needed the money. And I just feel like, um, he, you know, I mean, these people sometimes, I just got to be careful. You got to take money up front. Uh, for the work oh, that you're he's doing. A good, he's an old friend of mine from Knoxville. Ah, if you know him, then he's, he's not going to mess you about, is he? He's a stand-up guy. Huh? If you know him, he's not going to mess you around. Yeah, but it's not really... I mean, he's really looking for... I can work from here and do the stuff he needs me to do, but for anybody out there who's listening who may be you know, straight out of college or who's got some serious skill and, and is passionate about the music industry, he's going to be looking for somebody to come down there and... and He's got other friends that are going to be renting rooms out of. Uh, I've got the perfect out. guy who will tweet for him. I've got honestly, I've got the perfect guy who can send out a tweet looking for that person, and it's Andrew Dubber who runs the uh, Music Tech Fest, which is a hackathon for uh, tech guys and musicians. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, the, so he's got like a big following of uh, creative uh, developers and. Um, I think that 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 could work well. So if you, when he's ready to pull the but the pull the trigger and it's something concrete, then I can uh, ask him to to perhaps share it, you know, share it with his community. That's what I'm talking about, Paul. Yeah, Andrew Dubber, his name is, and a professor a professor yeah, of music. Yeah, he's so, awesome. Uh, yeah, Music Tech Fest, which is they they do uh, every so often. They kind of get together over a weekend hackathon. And they create some awesome techy kind of music stuff. It's it's really good. So, uh, what else is going on, man? Victories, uh, yeah. So I, uh, oh yeah. So I wanted to talk to you about um, a new thing that I found, which I'm actually really enjoying, and it's going to be a source of uh, guests for me, but also a really lovely community to tap into. And I, I feel embarrassed that I've never come across it. Uh, it's called uh, Slack, S-L-A-C-K. And uh, it's uh, a little bit like hip chat. It's a uh, or WhatsApp, I guess. But the difference with this is that you have these communities and um, you have them on all your devices. So you have them on your laptop. You have them on your... Uh, in fact, I can screen share right now, uh, show you my, my Slack uh, that I'm looking at. Where is that... Uh, I think this is it yeah so uh i've got i'm in um the slack group and uh there's uh, 1800 i've basically been invited in here but i think it, they normally uh, you charge but the guest who got me in here and uh you can see that uh, can you see my screen yeah yeah so there's uh one see this 1864 people in here and awesome. it's, a, it's a highly active group. Uh, I'm almost, I'm going to try doing a few things. I'm going to try posting giveaways in here. I'm going to try posting uh, my episodes. And I'm certainly going to be 
uh, going through uh, the um, uh, the people. Slack.com, right? Yeah, then you download an app uh, for your iPhone, and then you download the app for your iPad, and then there's a Mac app as well. Uh, so this is the Mac app. And then there's lots of different communities, and I'm in the community called uh, startupfoundation.slack.com. And I think that, unfortunately, I think there's a small fee to join, but uh, I'm just finding, like, so if we have a look. Um, Startup Foundation. Have you have you heard of this? No, the I haven't. Slack. No. So, so I mean, it really is uh, like an active uh, community of, um, so they're all start, people are involved in the startup community and apps and mobile. And... Uh, so here's twenty the twenty eighth of uh, just for the benefit of people listening they can see the history of uh, the messages and uh, you can see that just that one day look at all these different messages from various people and introductions as well so what's the so if you actually go to the site and it says enter the Slack domain what is it well I can send you a link of how I found this uh or I, I think it's on my skype somewhere uh that was leon uh so wait, wait, he sent me something um oh, i don't know where he he must have emailed that to me uh, and i've got recently just got into a, a group chat on group me which has been incredible also all right okay my buddy Jason put together this group of just brilliant people in there. There's only like seven or eight people, but I listened to the intro. Let me read you these this introduction he did yesterday. These are just this is about the other people aside from me, but it's it's insane. I gotta find it. Right, I've sent you that. Um, would you, you? I can send that by direct message on Twitter. Yeah, um, send a little yeah. link to Jeremy. Jeremy Barnes owns GameKingSlots.com, buys and sells slot machine parts, shipping stuff on boats to Asia and America like a boss. He talks about me and the show and networks. And Brian Patterson is about to head to Asia and do what we all wish we could or were brave enough to do. So he's going to be moving out there. Justin Parsons has started more businesses than I can count. Is the only person I know who knows business numbers and is the guy you want to talk real estate with. Ian McNay is currently orchestrating an analytics startup at marketingstick.com and is crushing FBA e-commerce alongside. Brian Cohen is a week away from funding the countrywide Wi-Fi on the island of St. Lucia. He told us we can visit anytime and party there like royalty. Have you been to St. <laughs> Lucia? Yeah. Uh, no, I haven't actually. No. Uh, well, I've seen pictures. I I've just been, been there, to the main island. I'm okay with having a friend in St. Lucia who, who's the person who funded the Wi-Fi for the country. Wow. It keeps going, too. Like, it, people invest. I mean, it's all these just awesome dudes in this one chat. And, yeah, man, fist pumping is all that ensues here. Okay, well, I, I, um, it's, uh, I'll send you the link uh, for anyone listening. It's uh, hashtag startup.co. And um, that is... Uh, where I learned about this uh, community and it sounds, I think it's really important. I, I'm finding uh, Twitter's really good for connecting with uh, guests after, after you've already reached out and connected. And uh, we're obviously getting a lot of people following each other, uh, but it, it, the conversation, it 
it just doesn't feel like uh, you get a good conversation there. Whereas this stuff, it feels uh, more, uh, con- you know, it's, it's better content, better kind of conversations, I think, happening within here. Yeah, so apply to join. Huh. Yeah. Um, and uh, what was the other? Yeah, so one of the guests is about to launch this thing. It's not live yet. Uh, it's uh, under wraps. So I will uh, send you that. So uh, if you keep that to yourself for the next two, three weeks, this is, you're going to love this. Um, what are you sending me? I uh, can't. Let me just. He was introducing me to the group that I was in. People are, people tend to introduce me as somebody who, <laughs> this is funny, is somebody who knows everybody. <laughs> right. <laughs> Which I guess is just through doing podcasts, but it's. It's hilarious. I've been getting into a lot of like really following these location independent shows, like Extra Pack of Peanuts, and uh, found a couple guys that I'm really just in love with everything that they do. And I I got one of them who's going to come on the show. I think. Oh, great! You're starting up this program called uh, Location Indie, and I'm and I'm going to talk to him about that. See if I can't be a part of it because yeah. it's it's a time to leverage off guests i mean get more out of the guests remember you know it's like fun talking to them but there's it's like you can get a lot more from them and here's your one opportunity when you're on the interview to almost shape the interview to kind of for your own benefit i tell you there's, there's one thing i had to say i must not forget to um like say the thing i learned this week is that it's important to uh go big and reach out to people that you think are beyond your reach. Mm-hmm. And because they're sometimes they are looking to get something out of the relationship. So they're looking to promote something. So if there's anyone big in your guest list, you know, you're, you're, you wish you would have, have a, a chat with, like a, you mentioned Alice Cooper, maybe he's doing a promotion mm-hmm. or something. Honestly, reach out to these people. So I've just reached out to, uh, have you heard of... Um, uh, Tony Robbins, the uh, speaker, yeah, yeah, <laughs> which to me like is is completely beyond my reach. But his uh, press agency have come. Uh, well, I think I might. I think I might that get him. Be, that would be epic. But the way I uh, approached it is that I said, "Look, uh, I know you've got a new book out, New York Times uh, book. Um, do, do you want to promote it through my show and uh, you know through an interview? It'll only take twenty minutes. Here's my guest booking page." And she came back and she wanted to know some like numbers and stuff. And I, I sent her all the, the Pinterest data and uh, the, the, the the tweet, men, you know, like some really impressive. Pinterest uh, data is strong, isn't it? Mine's up over 100,000 per month now. And I feel like I could use that to leverage some some better guests as well. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm that's what I'm doing. And, and so then she's like, oh, yeah, I think this will happen. Now let me get back to you. So like I went down to Tom. I told my wife, I said, oh, Karen, I might I might get uh uh, Tony Robbins on. <laughs> it's just like, whoa, that's really good. Uh, that's so, awesome, man. I, I mean, look, at the end of the day, all these people, and then Mark Cuban, have you heard of Mark Cuban? Um, yeah. Yeah, I've approached him as well. So I'm thinking, uh, you know, it's the, as long as like you look for people that are looking to promote something, then just try it, you know, go for it and uh, get these big names because those big names have a massive impact on getting then other guests to your show you know like the, the kind of mid-sized guests and i've been thinking like I, I was actually contemplating ramping up exactly instead of just bringing on people i mean i don't want to say anybody that i've had on wasn't worth it because they were in every single way possible but 
actually finding people that I'm really, really intrigued with and, and trying to get only them on the show um, in some kind of manner. And it's, yeah, I mean, I've kind of changed up the way I do it. I'm actually going to start asking the Godzilla question first now and then just letting it flow from there. Yeah. And getting more personal with people as well. Yes. Exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's important to stay connected and, uh, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, just having the, the network, uh, that podcasting gives you is, uh, it, it, you're right. Uh, I'm starting to, oh, I was, I was, I was starting to run out of sources for, uh, approaching guests and, um, I, I, I started to kind of lower my expectations of the potential guests that I could get. And although these people are interesting, you're right. It's not uh, a value added sometimes to get just, so, you know, like a, a, a not a very well-known person who's just looking for a bit of stardom. So, yeah, um, uh, we'll see. I mean, I, I've not been, I've, I've never had a problem getting guests. Uh, so you're a champion. Yeah. So Andrew, I just thought, you know, for for your guidance, uh, this is what I've learned. Just go for, go for the big names, go for Alice Cooper, get him on your show and see what difference that will make to, uh, you know, when you get those questions from, I tell you, it's always the guests who are, you're not quite bothered about whether they come on or not. They start to kind of, Oh, well, what's in it for me kind of thing. <laughs> I mean, I've, getting, I've been getting a couple lately where I feel like they just coming on to, to promote something of theirs, mm. which is, okay in a way just not you know it's just not as exciting nobody there's too many shows out there that are all about that and i don't want to be one of those shows yeah so. yeah well i actually what i do is if it goes too heavy with the promotion heath i just uh put the podcast on pause but don't tell them and uh <laughs> they just go off start promoting whatever well, and then you'll think this is funny man last night so like my i have a va who will put together a you know a a bio of the person before I interview him so I can read through it real quick so I know who I'm talking to. And, well, my VA, she she made a mistake, and she put a bunch of information on a sheet that wasn't about this guy that I had on my show. <laughs> All right. So I'm bringing this stuff up during the show, and one of them is like, you know, he collected 25,000 toys as a kid and hasn't taken any of them out of the box, and I'm talking to this guy about it, and he doesn't say anything back in the show. And then afterwards, he's like, hey, by the way, uh, all that stuff that you're talking about, that, that's not me, man. You got the wrong guy. <laughs> so you can't use that, can you? You can't use that, that podcast. Well, Why I'm going to have not... to cut the hell out of it. I mean, there was a lot of stuff he did talk about that he did, but, but that sucks. That was the first time that had happened to me. I felt like an ass. I have to say, uh, from my experience, whoever you've got uh, working as a virtual assistant on your show notes, their, their um, attention to detail is, is really bad. That um, was a mistake for sure. Yeah, so and that's just, I guess, the nature of the beast when you're uh, dealing with VAs. Yeah, I, I guess I shouldn't trust as much in in, you know, obviously they might just be pulling random names and finding somebody with the same name but a different person and putting information down, and I'm like, well, shit, never know. You you almost um that you sent me. You almost could uh, try it as. Uh, something very novel you know you could say in this episode uh, i reveal a 
you know, a lot of facts about the guest uh, that are not true. And you've got to work out which ones are, are correct and which ones aren't. Make a joke of it and see. Because I almost feel like, uh, didn't you say that you made a mistake once and that was actually a well-listened-to show? And uh, it kind of shows it's a bit more authentic um, when it goes wrong, in a way. I mean, I've made lots of mistakes that I leave in without editing out because it's funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was like, he didn't even mention it. When I said it in the show, he didn't say anything about it. It was just silent. And I was like, oh, he must not want to talk about that. So I moved on so I could go back and cut. But it's it funny what happens. Yeah, I mean, I, I have to say that, you know, like uh, you've come on so much in terms of doing this. I mean, all these guests, you, you definitely, do you, are you still enjoying it as much? Uh, or is it, does it feel like heavy, heavy going for you? No, I enjoy it. I love connecting with the people. I think once you get into the conversations, you really realize how awesome it is. Once you know, you might stress out a little bit because you got eight coming up in a day. But then once they're over, it's like, wow, I just met, a, a, you know, boatload of just amazing people there, and they all trigger different ideas. And then you get more connections and more opportunities erupt. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I have such a problem with diddling in too many different things that. Yeah, how are you get how are you getting on with those things that we spoke about that you were quite into the cat flap uh, a thing that you're going to get on to, and uh, how much progress are you? There was some dog 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 flap cat flap or something, was it there? I don't know what you're talking. Oh, okay. Uh, there was um. Oh, there was some stuff you were uh, talking to me about last year. And I know the podcasting one uh, was uh, possibly going to kind of you're going to ramp that up, maybe. In what way? We'll start doing stuff on it. On the podcast? Yeah. The uh, sorry, the uh, the services to podcasters. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been consulting a few people. Uh, I'm in the process of. I'm actually in the middle, like a middle ground, Paul, where I'm trying to figure out if it's something that I really, like it's a brilliant idea that could be super successful, but I don't necessarily know if I'd be in love with doing it. And I don't want to start something that I'm just kind of, you know, slaving all my time to, even though I don't really enjoy it that much. I love podcasting myself. I just don't know how much I love helping others do it. So... Mm. So the, 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 th the thing that I'm learning, Keith, this is uh, this is what I think is very important now, is that uh, feedback. Like, so this guy I was chatting to yesterday, the way he ended up becoming successful and getting this um, big um, following on Slack is that he he was listening to a lot of, uh, you know, when he put something out, he would put the minimum viable product out, and then he would get a lot of feedback. And he would listen to that feedback and make those changes. And I feel like I need to do that more, more of that. Get people to uh, and almost like a, a regular hangout with, um, you know, you potential users of your product or service. Yeah. Uh, and and I guess you you don't do a lot of that. You probably don't do any 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 of that, do you? Getting feedback um, on ideas. Bit, actually, I'm gonna I'm gonna start changing a few things already. As far as how my email list goes out and things like that. Um, instead of sending an email every time an episode releases, I'm just going to do videos of me giving summaries 
of the last four episodes every two weeks, and then linking back to the to the site pages. I, I've sent surveys out via email and gotten some responses, and they've all been pretty good. So right, able to connect with some of the guests, and I appreciate everybody who sent those back to me. But yeah, I mean, I I keep I love the podcasting. There's so many things I want to do, but I I really want to get back into an app project, and I've I had a call with a couple guys in the music industry last week, and we've got this really awesome project we started on as far as apps go. And one of them has a good friend who's a developer, and I'm hoping that that's going to go well for us, man. It's a, it's an app that I would be absolutely in love with if we can get it out there. Have Okay, so have you thought about – I mean, you want to be involved in an app project. There are websites like uh, Assembly Made, I think is one where you can go in and you can pick the particular part of the app project that you want to be involved with. And it doesn't have to be the coding. It can be the, uh, the artwork. And, uh, and then you become part owner of that app and you work oh, with really? a team of uh, people to get that app built. Uh, would that That's be of in- awesome. Yeah. Would that be of interest? I mean, that assembly made, uh, uh let me get you the link. I think it's assembly made, uh, to see what it is dot com or yeah assembly dot com let me send you a link we band together to build products people love more than four people use products built by assembly communities it starts with an idea and then ideas are built into products by the community uh yeah so check this out i think because you can go in there work on an app and just say hey i'll put my hand up for the artwork and the more you do, the more of your percentage of the app that you own. It's pretty interesting. Yeah, totally. So you don't have to uh, worry about too much about the coding side of it. And you, you can be part of an app and potentially, you know, share in the successes of that app. Uh, Twitter. So I'll just send that through by, via Twitter again. You could probably meet some pretty cool people on there too. Yeah. I mean, I really found these two brilliant guys who work in the music industry, and we've got a problem that we're trying to solve for in-develop sort of indie musicians, and it, it's, it solves problems from two different standpoints, for the user and for the musician, and it's really exciting, actually, man, so I'm sure I'll be tapping on you uh, soon enough to where we can... I got your message. Right. So it's pop all the way through it. <laughs> right. So Heath, I want to get this straight. You're working with a group of people that you've met on a covert project. We can't t- talk about too much, but you may be getting to the point where y- you want uh, s- some help with the building of that app. Not necessarily building yet, because one of my one of the guys that I'm working on it with has a good friend who is very much a, it just depends on what he says, if he wants to be a part of it or not. If not, we're going to have to look for something. Um, right. He's the developer I, friend, is he? He he was one of the guys who started Forecastle Music Festival and kind of got screwed out of it with his partner. And Right. But I'm looking for only people that are really, really passionate about music that are going to want to drive the hell out of this thing. It's It's got insane upside potential. It's just going to be a monster project. So, but with you, I mean, with you and other people that I've met, particularly, 
I know who to ask and on as far as a roadmap goes on how to lay the thing out, you know, how to get yeah. it off the ground, how to get publicity, how to get media attention, things like that, which is a huge part of why I'm even, even involved with it. But this is a project that if we actually started making it, I would, I would almost give up everything I'm doing just to be a part of it. That's how exciting it is to me. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's like, uh, it could be an entire company in itself if, there's nothing out there like it either, so but I can tell you about it all. Yeah, yeah. Off. Uh, uh, t- t- I'm just. I'm trying to think. There, there is a, a website that I was told about, and uh, uh, the, uh, one of my guests uh, posted a request to say that they were looking for uh, two or three co-founders uh, for a project that we're working on, and uh, he didn't have to pay any money. Uh, but what would happen is you would get an equity stake in the project. Uh, and he was overwhelmed with the response to the extent that he did find two people that would work on and and uh, really contribute towards the project and then be uh, part owners of it uh, but really? then he yeah let me try and get the website for you uh, yeah so you just literally po- you post uh, your uh, project a little bit about it and uh, you're inviting people to be part of it and uh, then that, that's the way you could is you find somebody who's passionate about it who would then work for no money but for an equity stake within the app startup where is it that's kind of a newer thing since last time we talked because i when i did the swap me thing man i got real excited and it actually was a brilliant idea but then the whole idea ended up tweening off of that good idea and turning into something that obviously i don't think was really that exciting this is something that I've been really contemplating what do what really drives me, like, and it's it just keeps going back. I would I just want I want to be able to podcast. I want to be able to do more than one podcast show because I love it and it, to find success doing it. Like I'm I'm still in the top 200 on careers, Paul, which is awesome in iTunes, which is something that I can I can use to my advantage when trying to get guests as well, right? Yeah, take screenshots of that and then show your position. Especially so if you I, if you're next to uh, well known names and uh, just to kind yeah, of yeah, so like that, and then like I would just I really want to be involved in a project, despite the fact that I haven't had all the time in the world to sit down and learn how to code myself. I am better at the whole design flow media marketing side of it, anyways. I think that if I could get to a point where I literally am am doing podcasts, you know, I'd like to write some books because I think I'm. I'm good at that too. Right, uh, yeah. And work on apps, man, and just kind of consult people on the side. The combination of those four things, I could be location independent and, and travel the world like I want to do. And I figured out with about $18,000, I can I can go on a year-long trip around the world. <laughs> oh, Heath, it, what, what a life. Imagine, just imagine that. Now, the idea is to picture that in a almost like a postcard in your brain with a timeline out to when you want to do this. Year, a yeah, year, yeah. year and a half, and hold on to that image, and that—that that is the. I've got it written on a postcard, man. I carry it on my wallet, but right. I've also got it on a vision board. I literally, we, I can do it. And the first step is getting rid of my fifteen. Uh, I've got about fifteen thousand seven hundred dollars worth of debt that I racked up from student loans and my car and my basement and stuff. And I know you sent. I, I showed you that one post i think last week when we talked where i'm actually tracking my progress on saving that money online and 
I've already saved like a thousand dollars in the first month, so I'm on my way there. That is amazing. And yeah. I, t- I tell you what's uh, helping me save money is this uh, one, sh- uh, two shakes a day, one meal. Is uh, <laughs> I just yeah, you uh, told me about that. Uh, I actually wrote that down and looked into that. It's pretty awesome. Uh, I'm not getting hungry, and my shopping bill now has been slashed to about a third to half of what it used to be, uh, just simply because. I'm buying almond milk and bananas and strawberries instead of like meat. And uh, yeah, I've been doing that same thing, man. It's awesome. Yeah. So you could do that. You could, you could clearly, you know, set that goal and achieve it. There's no doubt about it. And it does feel good. Uh, I, I was paying off recently some old credit card debt and it feels good to get it out of the way. That's for sure. Well, yeah, because like Paul, if I can get rid of that, the debt that I have, it clears up $800 a month in payments. And if I leave all these payments until the end of the loans, I end up spending like another $18,000. So like in the last one doesn't mature to like 2018, but I figured out how much I need to pay it all off at the end of this year. And if I can collect that much money, not only am I saving like another $18,000 over the life of the loan, but I'm clearing up $800 a month in payments. And $800 a month in payments can change my life as far as what I could do with that. Yes. So, and then not only that, I'm getting real into the travel hacking and the, you know, the, all the goodies. The, the Google Flight Matrix is amazing, man. Have you seen that? No, I haven't, no. It is the cheapest way. I found a flight from Lexington, Kentucky to Dublin, Ireland, a round trip for like 600 and something dollars yesterday. Oh, really? I yeah. Make a note of that. That's the Google Flight Matrix, so did you go say? Go to... Yeah, I'll show you here in a second. Go to uh, google.com forward slash flights. And literally, it's kind of like their best kept secret, man. They don't like really advertise it a lot, but they pull from the ITA matrix. And so you get the bare bone cheapest flights of all time whenever you want. You can right. put in your location and it'll tell you the cheapest places you can fly all over a map at this given time for certain (laughs) dates. Wow. And if you, and to take it one step farther, if you go google.com slash flight slash explore. Yeah. And you type that in, you can actually look at a bar graph of the cheapest places. Like if you put in a destination, it'll tell you the cheapest day of the whole year to, to book your ticket to go there. Oh, that's great. Like I'm, I'm, if I put in Chicago as my location, because we're going to Thailand. Yeah. And I put in Thailand. Let's just say it. And I just, you can put like, slash flights forward slash explore. Yeah, that's incredible. That's so really good. Up, yeah, it pulls up Bangkok and it shows me right now that the cheapest round trip I can get is $892. That's pretty cheap. Man. That's amazing. Uh, and you can go to any day that you want and see what price it's going to be for that day. Actually, there was a guest on my show about an hour ago who was talking about this app I'm going to start using called Hopper, uh, Hopper, H-O-P-P-E-R, and uh, it shows the uh, like um, the days of the week or the times when to fly, and it will show you a green. Green means good. Uh, amber means not so good. Red means don't fly then. And it's a very easy <laughs> way of uh, just trying to figure out the good times to fly. Uh, and there's also he was saying about the kayak explore um, where you can uh, I guess put put together to put together multiple single flights to be cheaper than uh, round trips 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. stopovers. Uh, well, stopovers, but also the problem with kayakers is they don't show you the, uh, the 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 smaller like local carrier flights, so you don't get to see the real bare bones. If you use the ITA matrix that Google pulls off of, it's it's the bare bones, man. It's awesome. It pulls in every single airline there is. Right. And I use Momondo a lot too, which is an, another cool service for booking flights. Which is M O M O N D O. If you actually go to that post I just did on my site called "16 Tools to Make You Fist Pump and a Duck Named Minister Shit a Lot," <laughs> right? There's a funny story about my situation from last week, and then there's there's a link to that Momondo in there as well. Well, this is great. I love I love the inspirational way you're talking. It just sounds like a an amazing life ahead, and uh, you've got obviously like this plan to get there uh, which is working out it all starts with eliminating my debt man and i think i'm going to get much more clarity as that, that happens but i've i keep coming back to the fact that i just want to be involved with creating something and and i got into like i really do think i have a huge opportunity with the podcasting but i keep thinking uh i mean like the, the podcast servicing but as i work with people on it, it it just becomes another one of those things where i'm like waiting for them to give me something and then I mean, I, I realize the upside if I set a, a bunch of people in place to do the work for me and I kind of oversee it. I understand that. But with everything that I'm doing, I keep coming back to, like, I hate waiting for people to send me particular files and tell me what they want, and then I'm going in and doing it. And it's like I'm trading my time for somebody else's service, and I have a problem with that when I could just be doing it for myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. And building my own. So ha have you seen Name Check? Have you used that before, Paul? <laughs> No, I haven't, no. Go go to namechk.com. I can send you the link if you want. No, got it. Namechk.com. So you can search. You can just put in a name that you're thinking of using and search, and it'll tell you every single thing on the Internet and if it's taken or not. It's pretty cool. Oh, right, okay, uh, for uh, setting up a domain. Or not just a domain, but like, well, yeah, I mean, it tells you the domain, but... Uh, Every single social media outlet there is. I mean, there's like a, you know, hundred of them there. So if you put it in, and you search, it'll tell you which ones are taken, which ones aren't. So if I put in, you know, wow, all the health guy can. My internet's going a bit slow here. It must be the uh, fun of Google Hangouts. So. I don't know. What oh yeah, there we are. Name check. Okay, so. Uh, what put in Paul Kemp? Actually, I think it's their site, man, because I just tried to load it and it's yeah. kind of slow as hell for me too. Uh, so I want to make sure. I, I know you, you're probably going to head off. There's one other thing I wanted to reveal to you in a way. Uh, it's something that the the guy was reluctant to reveal because I don't think a lot of people know this. But uh, there's the website and the app called Product Hunt, which you must have come across. It's uh, highly active um, for potential new um, tools that you can use. You've come across it, haven't you? Product Hunt. No. Oh, right. Okay. Uh, th this this is in in incredibly, it's free. Uh, there's a whole community on there. And what they do is uh, they upvote or downvote uh, products on a daily basis that they come across, products and services. Then uh, the whole community is focused on startups, on software, on things that can help you out. So if we go to Product Hunt today, uh, as we're recording this, 
uh, today there's um, uh, something called Phone Expander, the Mac app that frees up storage on your iOS device. So that's got like a lot of activity. Oh, this uh, is pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, so it's really, really good. Now, the the um, the guy uh, that's, what happened to him, and it's an episode uh, that's coming out on Friday, episode one. 2.30, the guy, uh, he was um, uh, chatting to uh, a moderator, not a moderator, someone who posts a lot on Product Hunt. And the guy decided to go ahead and promote his startup foundation on Product Hunt. Now, he had this tip that the earlier you, well, first of all, you get someone who's very popular and uh, on Product Hunt who has a big following and when he posts something on Product Hunt, that goes to uh, all of his uh, connections through an email, like an email notification. So-and-so has just posted on Product Hunt. So you get like the attention from his followers effectively. And mm. that helps then. And, and it's the time of day that you post. So if you post in the morning, like nine o'clock in the morning, you are one of the first to appear and you end up with a one vote. And most people then will see that and it gives you more attention. And so he had his startup foundation and it, it then uh, catapulted him to uh, the top of um, Product Hunt just for one day. And he managed to get oh, like a thousand odd uh, people to his website to pay. You know that thing I just sent you? Uh, he got a thousand people to actually sign up for that. So this is paying members uh, wow. for that community. So... And that was all driven because of uh, Product Hunt. In fact, Product Hunt uh, ended up converting a lot better than Hacker News, where he was featured on Hacker News, which is, like he said, it, it drove a ton of traffic, but it didn't convert, whereas Product Hunt is really good for conversions. So if you can get uh, a minimum viable product, some kind of website up there with an idea, just even an idea to validate it and get someone like popular on Product Hunt to post it onto Product Hunt and get, the, get it upvoted, uh, that will drive a lot of paying customers to to that idea. I, I think this is very compelling, and I'm going to be uh, looking into ways that I can do stuff on here. That is, man. That's pretty cool. So mm. like, I love the whole upvote thing. That's funny because the app that we're working on is actually runs off the same kind of principle as upvoting. Yeah, well, you can obviously take inspiration from that website. But uh, yeah, download the app as well. The app is really good. It can send you and push notifications when... The... And so I posted a Sublime Text thing on there because I was doing the giveaways. And uh, I got like 350 uh, upvotes like, uh, on, on that day. And it ended up being top on that particular day. How did uh, that end up for you? Well, it got me connected with a lot of people. Uh, because of uh, the the the, the you comment have to section, have a website up and everything running. Because I've noticed, like, if you click these links, it just basically takes you back to their website, um, and then people kind of look at the website and then upvote it. Is that how it works? Uh, you so the first of all, you have to get posted by someone else, not yourself. But you can, uh, yeah. So this this one that's second today uh, commits. Uh, if I have a look. Uh, yeah, they have a website, and it just goes through to a um, capture uh, capture e4. Uh, sorry, it um, uh, looks like an email capture form. And look, it's not it's not even built yet. Look, coming soon. So I can't see your screen. Ah, uh, let me uh, 
just share the screen again. I've got like a million and one things open here, so okay, uh, share screen. So uh, I was on uh, Product Hunt, which you can see here, yeah? Mm -hmm. Yep, and so these are the upvotes for, uh, I guess yesterday now. I probably need to refresh it. In fact, let me refresh now. Okay, so you can see that it doesn't take a much to get towards the top. Just a, like 12 to 35 votes, and you're then at the top, and, and then that that will be at the top probably most of the day. Uh, here's one yesterday. So I clicked on that from yesterday, commits.io, and it took me through to here, which is an email capture form. And look, it's got coming soon. See what I mean? So it could almost be just a uh, like an, yeah, a, so an idea. Along. You're right, coming soon. Yeah. And so he's then building up his list, obviously. Uh, here and uh, he, uh, so he um, whoever is the founder of commits.io uh, was posted by Jeff Wallstrom and if we have a look at Jeff Jeff look how much stuff Jeff has posted see see how active he is so yeah just getting people that are really active on uh, product hunt to um, post your app you need uh, to get active on there, Paul. I, I just think it's a really good source of, um, yeah, traffic and uh, pay, paying users to validate ideas, all that sort of stuff. So uh, I just wanted to share that with you because uh, I'm going to be doing a lot more stuff w with this community, I think. And all you need to do is set up a, you know, like a website coming soon. This is the idea. See? <laughs> And in fact, I even learned that there's a there's a website where you can set up a minute. I think it's uh, MVP or some minimum viable product startup. I'll, I'll get the um, link for you. Uh, that can't find it now. Uh, quick MVP. There we are. Quick MVP. Look at this. So this enables you to set up a minimum viable product landing page within um, like a few clicks within five minutes. Look, that's awesome. See how cool <laughs> this is. So literally, this, this imagine this you can now, throw Heath. Throw an idea up like that. Oh, you get an idea. Validation. You can in five minutes. You can validate it, and whether people are going to pay, you can send Google Ads traffic there, or you can send the product hunt traffic there. You know what I mean? It, you can actually get, and then you either refund everybody if you don't want to go for the idea, or you get complete validation and you get pumped up, ready to to build the thing. I, I just think that, that that this is the way forward. How cool is that? Well, fine. I mean, if people resonate with it and think it's a great idea, then then they'll tell you. But it's so much better than you know. Hey, hey, you know, asking I don't know friends or just you know people in your network. Hey, what do you think to this idea? You know, people are going to be generally nice to you, and they're going to say, yeah, it's a good idea. But no one actually has a clue until you figure it out. So uh, that's what I was. That's what I'm getting really excited about is the, the, the this stuff. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah. So so next time you get an idea, go to Quick VP, Quick MVP, create it risk-free here, and uh, you'll be up and running within five minutes. <laughs>
basically, can you hook that back to your list? I'm guessing. Yeah, it looked like so. The, the, the did you see that that page there? Commits.io is going back to a list which is asking for uh, information here. So uh, you can send people off of a product hunt onto a, a, um, a capture form, and you can either uh, ask them to pay uh, to validate the idea, or ask them to provide feedback. Maybe even uh, you could have um, send them to a page that would uh, be a, a subscription for a webinar or a Google Hangout. And you ask them to be part of the Google Hangout. Then you start talking about the idea to that group of people to see if uh, they think it's a good one and uh, that they'd pay, whether they'd pay or not. So there you go, Heath. That's uh, what I wanted to talk to you about. Awesome. Yeah. Sounds like you're in the background you've got somebody who wants to go out. Yeah, he's a he's a maniac. He just wants to go harass people walking outside in all directions. That's Arlonius Bolonius Maximus. Right. Uh, he thinks he's his own king, which I guess he technically is if he wants to be. Very disruptive. If you listen to the Entrepreneur Now podcast, you probably heard Arlonius more than one occasion, and you've probably heard him on this one on more than one occasion. Yeah, he's, hey, uh, one of the top uh, YouTubers, a guy called Russell Brand, you may have heard of him, a comedian, UK. Uh, his logo is a dog, and uh, everything, and, and yeah, he, the dog is often in the show. So he's finding the branding of his dog uh, like really successful. So maybe uh, get Maximus in uh, the, the branding of your show. You never know. <laughs> I sh yeah, I probably should. He gets yeah. he gets a couple of million views probably each uh, video he puts out. Certainly in uh, half a million. And he uh, let me show you the logo. If he's I, a pretty big name. Yeah, I mean he's obviously a celebrity, and but he's not getting any help from the uh, media because uh, what's it called? Um, true trues the trues trues Russell Brand. images there you go you can tell me what type of I think I'm not sure what type of dog this is but do you uh, tell me what type Where, where's the best place to send this uh, Google Hangout just send it through the chat on Hangout probably okay. the easiest instead of having to go through Twitter as long as it's not a picture of you with your shirt off no I know you send me those all the time oh <laughs> You're not going to want to see that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What type of dog is that? It Labrador? Like a husky or a... Yeah. It looks like a husky. What type What type of dog is yours? Your breed? It could be a corgi. I can't tell how big the thing is. No, nah, it's big. It's a Labrador size. Yeah, maybe like a shepherd or a husky. Maybe a German shepherd, like a white shepherd. My dogs, I've got... St. Bernard mixes in a black lab. Arlo's a black lab. Mm, beautiful. I've got a I've got a German Shepherd St. Bernard mix named Loki, and then I have another German Shepherd mix. Loki. Named <laughs> yeah. Not named after the Thor character, yeah. right? <laughs> she she was named after the Norse god of trickery. Right. Yeah, Great. she's 
She used to do something else. She used to get beer out of the fridge and bring it to me when she was a puppy. And I came home one day and she had every single beer pulled out of the fridge and busted and run the kitchen floor. And it was it was a, it was a mess, man. I had to take that toy off the fridge so she couldn't open it anymore. Let me get your opinion on something, Paul. Okay, is this uh, still for the podcast? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it can be. If you go to artsynow.com, I redid the homepage a little bit. And I'm kind of in between, like, do I want to just put straight into people's faces the new stuff that they kind of want to see? Or if you go to it, you'll notice I have my podcast cover with the iTunes and then kind of some bullet points of what the site does. Which is sort of like, you know, yours, you have a picture of you and your family and it says the app guy. And then when you scroll down, you get to the content, right? Um, yeah. I, I, think I should take that stuff away and just have it so it goes to this section where it says fist pump with the world's top entrepreneurs and just have that stuff. So you can see how I... Well, how's, how's your capture form doing uh, there? Are you getting a lot of emails? That, is that working out? Do you get one or two a day? The heat map shows it like hot, like crazy, but then nothing, it doesn't really, yeah. I mean, it's like one, one or two. I'd, well, I'd, I'd take it away. I don't know if it's come. I feel like most of my signups are coming from the pop-up from AppSumo and not so much, you know, that. But yeah, well, I do like how it takes you straight to iTunes if you go to it because that's my main point, trying to get people to the show. So, so you're actually, what, you're paying for a heat map from what crazy egg is it no no no. it's free i'm using app sumos all right they have one on their on their package you have app sumo installed no i don't know sumo me well you need to they're the most incredible company ever. yeah i was trying to get noah kagan on the show and uh oh, he's he's, he's busy doing crazy. something else oh I'm sure yeah it's like uh he finished king sumo and he's now on to his next project well, King Sumo, yeah, I mean, he's, his whole, the whole Sumo Me company is, they're, they're pretty awesome, but if you go, like, if you went to the site, I just don't know, do you think there's too much there that you have to scroll down to actually get to the content? Uh, well, I mean, I can tell you what I like. I like the fact that the branding is immediately, I can see your uh, podcast graphic. Uh, that then reinforces uh, what I see when I'm on iTunes. Uh, I can see uh, it's much better than it used to be. Uh, it's clearly... Uh, I took the sidebar and all that away. Yeah, yeah. Um, the the, uh, the validation of the uh, social media on the side is good. Uh, ironically, Pinterest with only one pin is like uh, that's where you get a hundred hundred thousand. Uh, <laughs> I don't understand that. <laughs> Man, hundred thousand. Those are numbers where people actually share. Yeah, yeah, from so directly from. Count the stuff that I'm putting on there. Uh, you know, almost is a shame you can't put your one hundred thousand uh, number on there somewhere. Uh, yeah, you know, know, I think that would be much better. Uh, yo, I'm Heath Armstrong. I interview epic people living through creativity, so you can quit your job, uh, build income creating, and grow your creative network. I mean, that's it's nice. It's above the fold. Let me just share my screen so that. 
I'm just wondering if I should pop straight to the contents. I like having the podcast cover there. Um, I just don't know with that whole the whole ebook giveaway if that's kind of annoying if it's in the way or not. Well, if it's not getting people to sign up, then it is in a way. To be fair, and people have to. Uh, effectively if i'm landing on this for the first time the first thing you're telling me is hey i want something from you i want you know i want to uh grab your email and uh it's just like every other website now uh and if it doesn't get you any emails then what's the point it's just taking up valuable space uh yeah it does a little bit uh, and then, you know, not only do you then have to scroll past that, then you get the uh, pop-up, which you have to then close. Uh, but if that works better for you, then obviously, hey, you just need to go where the stats. And the um, uh, the thing that comes up and tries to capture your email. I know, but did you, did you have one pop up on you? Yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. Uh, if I refresh it, I should get it again, shouldn't I? I'm just wondering if I should leave. No, you probably won't. It won't. Um. Uh, well, I, I mean, it's like the, I think you've answered the question yourself. If this is not working, if this is only getting you one or two emails a day, then you just got to ask yourself, is that worth it? It's taking up prime real estate and you only have a few seconds to make an impression. Um, but remember, people coming to you, uh, I know most of the people going to my website are direct. So they are finding you through the podcast. So they already have trust with you. Uh, so I love this whole thing with fist pump. It's like really your brand, isn't it? Everything's fist pump. I need to rebrand and call it the fist pump podcast. <laughs> you see, that has different connotations here in the UK. So, um, <laughs> What are the connotations? Uh, we're not going to go on into that. This is a child-friendly uh, chat here. Yeah, then, and then the content and... Uh, Absolute tons and tons of content all on the home page as well, which is great. You like that new layout where I actually have two columns instead of the one? Yeah, love it. I love uh, the the look and the feel of it. You know. Uh, well, if you refresh now, look at it. I took that box out. It probably looked a little bit better. Wow, that was quick. Huh? That was quick. I'm a maniac, man. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm going to finish the recording. Um, we've gone over the hour. So uh, thanks very much for listening. Uh, if you got through this far, then uh, well done to you. Congratulations. Uh, you, you've just wasted an hour of your life. <laughs> Hold on.